Hey everyone, welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 76. This is our Thanksgiving edition. Hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. On this episode, we'll actually be breaking down the Asylum 13 medulla. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Anyway, so yesterday, I we were over at Lauren's brother's house mm-hmm. for thanksgiving dinner and they were telling us a story aaron his wife was telling us a story about how their dog finn likes to go into the backyard during the winter time and eat frozen pieces of dog shit <laughs> <laughs> so okay. i was like well that's horribly disgusting why would a dog do such a thing that's horrible it's very very disgusting and then your dog's got poop mouth and that's yeah. not good yeah so, fast forward two hours, Lauren and I get home, let Tom out, and Lily out into the backyard. Oh, no, I know where this is going. And Thomas walks back in, and I always clean his paws. So, I always have to kind of bend down and clean his paws. Yeah. And he was licking his lips. Oh, no. And he burped. It <laughs> smelled like shit. And I was like, oh, uh. <laughs> And the only way for you to really... so. The only way for you to really tell whether or not, like, the the dog has eaten shit is by smelling their mouth. Sure. So I had to pry open his lips a little bit. Yeah. So I just kind of pried him open. And I was like... <laughs> he was definitely eating frozen dog shit in poop the backyard. Sickles. Tons of poop sickles. And Lauren had said something to me like the week before. She's like, Tom's mouth. I got home. She's like, Tom's mouth smells like shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, well, his mouth always smells like shit. He's a dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but no, he was, he was definitely eating. He was either eating Lily's shit or his own shit. I assume his own because he used to do that when he was younger. Um, so not only does their dog do it, but apparently my dog is super into eating no, his feces. I've tried eating my own shit, but I just don't really care for the texture. Yeah. Yeah, you get some weird stuff. In Flavor's there. fine. <laughs> I was, uh, I was like, no, not my dog. <laughs> Your dog <laughs> That's too. Like what I was thinking. I was like, my dog too. So now every time I have to let him out, I have to monitor his activity. There's got to be something to it. I, I, I just assume Tom loves to eat. So it's like, but think about it. If he's eating his own shit, he's already eaten that food, digested it once, and is going to go back for seconds. He's fucking hungry. And digest it again. He's a hungry boy. He's always hungry, though. You might have to up that single cup. Nah, I'm not. No. Well, that's what keeps him thin. That's what keeps him looking healthy. Well, he's eating toxins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's just so bad. It's I'm, not like I have to go up and just go out and clean shit. All the time now, just to make sure he doesn't get his not a grubby little mouth on The it. enzymes in their stomachs can handle and endure a lot more than ours can. Oh, yeah. If we eat orange shit, we'll, like, you fucking get, get all kinds no, of... to get sick yeah, really you bad. Get bacterial infections and gross stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you get all kinds of nasty shit that you don't want. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that was <laughs> that was the fun thing I got to come home to. Right out. It was like, we didn't get home till midnight. So I was like, now I got to take care of my dog's shit. But I had to brush his teeth. And as I was brushing his teeth, uh, you could see the shit in his mouth. Could like, you imagine? It's like a thick film on his tongue. Oh, it was on his tongue. Uh, he had a shit tongue. So I had to brush his tongue. I had to wash his mouth out. 
and then I had to brush his teeth, and I could smell it as I was brushing him. He butt-fudged his tongue. Uh, it was so gross. Oh. It was like he just ate out of the worst, nastiest butthole ever. <laughs> it was just all in his mouth, dude. Like, uh, it was horribly disgusting. Just horribly disgusting. And I was like, fuck, man. My dog, too. Something, I don't know what it is, man, but... It's got a Craigslist out, out there. I'll, I'll eat him by his ass. <laughs> Poop ass, diarrhea ass. Don't matter. I'll lick your Don't ass. Matter. I'll lick your asshole. I'll lick your ass for nothing. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I just like licking ass. <laughs> uh, but hey, this is Thanksgiving edition. Yeah. So that's cool. Post-mortem edition. Yeah. Um, what What happened to the pilgrims anyway? Did they leave and go back home? Um, No. They all died of disease. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they? Uh, a lot of them froze to death. What's hilarious to me is that the discovery of America, like we're English, right? Right, descendants of English, but the discovery of America happened by the Spanish. Yeah. So it's a little weird how we've now Americanized this whole thing and the colonization of the United States <laughs> from Spaniards. <laughs> it's so weird to me. Plus, it is it is pretty. Was- like, we're happy about Thanksgiving, but really when you see how it's derived, like, it's derived at at essentially the slaughter of nag- Native Americans across yeah. the country. To me, it just kind of means anymore, thanks for giving me food. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that's what it's Thanks for to. feeding me for a day. Yeah. That, dude, the food was dynamite yesterday. You know why? It got- was actually maybe top... For me, it may have been like most, most of the top-notch food I've ever had at Thanksgiving. Like, I was starting to feel at day 364 that I can no longer cook or provide for myself. I'll kill myself. But thankfully, on that last day, you yeah. were able to provide me food. Yeah. And so for another year, I won't think about killing myself. That's good. Hopefully, you, you make it 364 more days. What is your, so what, what's your favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving? Like, out of the meals that our family makes. Mm. I like... It's tough for me, honestly. It is tough. I like... Um, I'm eating less and less desserts, I've noticed. Mm. But that said, I always like cam. But mm-hmm. I like crispy ham. Did you say cam? Cam. Cram. Cram? Yeah. Cranberry ham? Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear when I called Grandma uh, Grammarie Graham? No. <laughs> or, or no, it's Mammarie Graham. Mammarie Graham. <laughs> She didn't pick up on it. And everybody else looked at me like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Grandma just... Mammary Graham. Uh, but uh, um, I, I like uh, fried ham, even though we didn't really have fried ham, but I love ham. Yeah, I'm a ham, I'm a ham guy, too. I'm a pork guy, period. And, and I'm a cheesy potatoes, dude. Yeah. Yeah, those potatoes are legit. Yeah. Um, I like the stuffing. I think it's my favorite. I don't like it when it's too mushy. I like it when it's a little bit more textured, like really? flaky. I don't like it when it's all like... I liked it. I thought it was great yesterday. Almost like it's a dough. Those rolls were real good. Those were dynamite. The dinner rolls were yeah. legit as ever. Always killed it on the rolls. I didn't eat much dessert at Grandma's house. I'd like to or think... Or at Debbie's house. I'd like to thank the turkey for providing us with his carcass. Yeah. Thank you, wonderful turkey. Although I'm not sure that was 100% turkey meat, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a turkey byproduct. Yeah, uh, potentially. It made me sleepy. Yeah, that and the mimosa. It's so weird that you and mom had mimosas in the morning. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? I don't know. I went to the gym. <laughs> I fucking worked out. 
I have to because, dude, thanks Thanksgiving every single year, especially like Thanksgiving and Christmas both. It's a fucking they, ordeal, isn't it? They wreck me. They just wreck me. Like it's too much to do in a day. It is. Well, dude, we we came back home, let out the dogs, and then headed to Columbus. We didn't get back till midnight. Yikes! But hers hers was fun. I mean, that was cool. Like going to her uh, her brother's house. I mean, it was similar food. Yeah, nothing that was too, too crazy, uh, yeah. but. Yeah. um Lauren's brother's wife's mom brother's oh. wife <laughs> oh shit <laughs> like the in-laws to the in-laws she made uh she's very uh holistic organic whatever you want to call it yeah like no dairy no this whole thing I think I'm pretty sure she's vegan for all intents and purposes so she's making a meal for herself that she expects everybody else to eat well she made no no there's like it she had meat in it so maybe it's i think it's just non-dairy i don't think she's vegan it's like non-dairy non-gluten something i gotcha anyway so she made this stuffing that was really good two different iterations of stuffing which were both delicious yeah she killed it and then she made these chickpea chocolate chip cookies that it was a it was a, it was a it was a cookie cake and it was made of chickpeas and I was like, oh, I want to get her on that because I like chickpeas. I get I chickpea so. pasta; they're delicious. Texturally, they're so they're so good. The pasta we get is phenomenal. Anyway, so I was like, oh, I'm super stoked to try this. And of course, everybody else over the age of thirty there was just like, Meh. like I want my apple pie, my pumpkin yeah. pie, like give me all the war shit ever. Uh, yeah. And I told her, I was like, I want those cookies. I want to try them, dude. They were so good, like exceptionally delicious for being something that is made of chickpeas, chickpea based. They were people, everybody was eating them. They're so good. So I'm going to get the recipe for those because they're so much healthier for you. I learned they an interesting, were fantastic. an interesting fact that, uh, probably will break the hearts of many Americans. Uh, so we, a lot of us like to indulge in pumpkin bread and pumpkin pies Oh, yeah, mom told me this yesterday. Yeah, because I told her, and she's like, wait, what? Yeah, this is, I don't like it. I don't like it either, I'm but. I'm not happy about it. It is a fact, so. <laughs> I'm not happy, <laughs> but it is a fact. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you buy the the pureed um, of pumpkin that you use in your pumpkin dishes, whether it's pumpkin bread or, or pumpkin pie, right. and it says 100% pumpkin, here's what you must know. You're being lied to. You, they're not being as sincere as direct about what the classification is of pumpkin. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where they're not lying, but they're being misleading. They're being misleading, um, and a lot of it has to do with that. The actual pumpkin flavor itself is derived from a combination of two things: squashes, yeah, vi- like a variety of squashes and spices. Right, like a nutmeg and and the all that shit. squashes, which pumpkin is technically a squash. The squashes used in that pumpkin puree is mostly butternut squash. Right, and there's there's very few things on the market that actually uses <laughs> like 100%. legit pumpkin. Well, squashes to me would seem to be less expensive. Sure, which is probably yes, exactly absolutely. why a, a traditional squash product is being used yeah. over pumpkin. Absolutely, there's probably an element of pumpkin, and because the two are both classified as squash, squash, right? They aren't lying. It's just incredibly misleading. Yes, which is bullshit. So uh, just keep that in mind. 
um, when you have your favorite pumpkin pies, and you're like, oh, this pumpkin's it's, great. You need to say something more like, oh, this, this butternut squash is great. Yeah, this butternut squash pie is awesome. <laughs> it's kind of How it, sad is that? It, it, it's, it's kind of little, like figuring yeah. out that Santa's not real, but when you're in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sucks. this is the adult version. Right? Of, this is the adult version of being let, let down. down. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It is. It is kind of shitty. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can find legit 100. percent Oh, I'm sure you could. But I bet it's. Yes, I'm sure you could. Three or four times the cost. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a bummer. The shit you buy at the store. Yeah, that canned shit, right? Canned shit. The puree. Yep. I mean, everybody should know better, but no one, no one does the time to research that stuff. No, that's the problem. Is you're not going to go to anyway. You take their word for it because you're going to call them and go. "Uh, It says 100. percent are you lying to me? Right. You just take their word for it because you don't want it to right. go through the hassle of like, hey, I'm here to verify that you actually use 100% pumpkin in these pumpkin purees. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's, that's real shitty. They should, they should not fuck with people like that. I don't no. like it. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the, the lying and deceit. But I cried when I ate the bread. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> the squash bread. <laughs> squash bread. Dude, that pumpkin bread was legit. It was great. I had a piece this morning. You know what kind of disappointed me? It's not disappointing. His mom usually makes me a loaf. She didn't. Um, <laughs> Debbie usually makes me a loaf of bread. Didn't. Uh, uh, I usually take a couple dinner rolls. Didn't get any. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no leftovers. Oh, you didn't take We any. have like pie from Lauren's brother's house. That's it. That's all we got. I mean, we could have because there was a shit ton of people were divvying out over at her house, but I was so full. I was like, I don't even want to think about food. Yeah. And it's, it's better for me not to bring anything back because just like once Thanksgiving's done for me, like my eating habits have to go back to normal. That's like, true. I can't just keep eating garbage. Yeah. I took, I took ham and about a half pound of potatoes home. Jesus Christ. And then ate it all for that night. Ugh. And then had a, uh, it's nauseating. Then I had jal- shit. jalapeno whiskey. <laughs> Ugh, dude, that makes my stomach hurt. You saying it makes me want to barf all over everything. It was pretty solid. It's disgusting. Uh, let's talk about dad real quick. Okay. I mean, I think you knew that I was going to bring this up. Oh, I knew. Because I've just been stewing over it for the past two um, days. Yeah, I know. It's, it's hit uh, you to your core. You know what? It's just, you know what? It's just disappointing. Right? <laughs> you never want to be disappointed in your parents, but by golly, I'm disappointed in dad. So I recap the story for our listeners. Uh, we went out to, well, let's call it a Thanksgiving breakfast, breakfast yeah. on Wednesday. And we went to a place local, and it's not expensive. No. Uh, between four people, definitely really not bad at all. No. Like, I'll put it into perspective. It's between 9 and $12 for pretty much right. every meal. Right. Just to put it in perspective, Lauren and I went out to dinner that night, and between two people, I spent $30 more than what that total bill was. So it wasn't outrageous. And here's the thing. The invitation to go out and eat breakfast all started with my father. Sure. Yeah. Which is something that we usually try and do on Thanksgiving. But there's, there's, always, there's these social norms that people are supposed to follow. If you invite someone out somewhere, it's usually, the indicator is usually if you're inviting someone to go do something or eat breakfast somewhere. That, They're paying for That it. you're going to pay for Right. That, otherwise, you specify very clearly up front. Otherwise, specify like, yeah. "Hey, let's go out to breakfast," and everybody's we'll cover our everyone's own. getting their we'll own. cover on right. Right. So we go out to breakfast. We get the bill. The bill is like sixty four dollars. Sixty four. Yeah. And the yeah. first thing my dad does is just scoff at the bill. He's just yeah. Like, oh, and, oh. I, and I'll color commentate from my perspective. She hands him the bill. 
Yeah. Him probably saying, hey, just hand me the bill. And then she just gives it to him. And I see him look at it. You and see I see his, his brows and his, like, his mouth drop like a droopy fucking sad dog. Yeah. And I'm like, She's oh, like, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Um, and So I looked at it. I was like, I had to like take the receipt to look at it. I was like, okay, 64 okay. Yeah. And, and so, so my dad scoffs at $64 right. for breakfast between four people. And not not a big deal. Like, that's not a big deal at all. And I looked at my dad and I said, hey, let's just split it. We'll split it down the middle. I'll pay for half. You pay for half. We'll be done. And he's like, okay. Put his mind at ease. At least I thought. And a, a couple rules, actually probably like five or six rules, dad broke through this whole scenario. <laughs> that's rule number one. Rule number two is this is a place of which you take the receipt up to a cash receptionist yeah, yeah to a lady to a, a person who's sitting up front that's going to cash you out not your waiter or waitress right you don't pay at the table um my dad couldn't he couldn't comprehend the fact that you can't pay at the table that you're not supposed to pay at the table in fact right? it's like he didn't believe us in fact he, he brought it up several times at the table like hey can we get her over here and we can figure out how to split the bill like get get our waitress over here so we can figure out how to split the bowl. It's like that's that's not her job. Yeah, cause, <laughs> and let me rewind. So conceptually, he didn't understand what splitting the bill meant, which is something I do out and about all the time. When you go out and eat with friends, a lot of times they'll put it on one bill. One. You either do it by seat, so they have seat cat, so they have it broken up in seat. Mm-hmm. So it'll load to say seat one, seat two, seat three, seat four. If you have four people, there's a lot of places that do that. Or if you're just splitting things in half, like half like if you're going out with friends and you split a bunch of appetizers you split it down the middle bill comes out at 60 each person gets 30 it's a very common thing so our whole thing was split the bill in half not a difficult thing to do well he wanted to ask the waitress to split in half and then chris had to reiterate the (laughs) fact that you don't do it with the waitress there's a person up front who does that for you (laughs) and so that that i could tell that 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 disconnected one wire in his head like that, uh, already he shorted out right there. His Windows colorful wheel is just spinning in place. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely spinning. A blue screen of that's coming, trust me. <laughs> so one wire's disconnected at this point. The second wire that disconnects is the fact that, so splitting the bill is troublesome in his head, meaning that he doesn't believe that it's possible. So that's one. The second thing is, is he's having a hard time believing that we can't pay at the table and that we're supposed to pay up front, even though there is literally a cash register and a girl sitting at the front of which I can point to visually and go, that's, that's the her. person you pay, that's you pay her. with, uh, he, that short circuited second wire. And he's, he's now into full like panic mode. Yeah. He's panicked. At he's this he's po- literally panicked. At this point, uh, keep in mind, people just visualize a man having a, a visual stroke. Yeah. His eye is starting to droop. Yeah. And his jaws are has some palsy going drooling on. Drooling is beginning to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, sin number three or sin number four that he commits is the fact that he's now looking at the receipt. So take take the whole idea that you can't pay at the table and uh, splitting in half. Take Take those things out. Now just understand that he's now faced with a charge in his head of $32 roughly. Right. He literally goes... Uh, give her a three dollar tip, and I went. I do what? Literally, that was my. I was like, huh? He's like, I tip her three dollars, and I was like, three dollars on a thirty two dollar bill? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And he looks at me and goes, Well, that's fifteen percent. I said, First of all, 
You need to go back to fucking math class. Remedial math at that. You need to go way back to remedial math. That's more like, that's slightly less than 10%. It's slightly less than 10%, (laughs) which is incredibly unacceptable in social norms. By the way, I will preface. Our waitress was great. She was great. She was just the right amount of, uh, you know, like checking on us, not right? Overly like at interacting table. with our with my nephew Chris's son, and you know, being fun and jovial, and and checked back. Is everything good? Is everything great? Yeah, How you guys great. doing? Top that motherfucking coffee off. Every, Every time my coffee got just, just a little chill, yeah, she came she, and warmed, she it, warmed it back it up. Right back up. She nailed it. Great service. She right? even gave you pancakes for she free. She gave me pancakes. I didn't even ask her. She was like, you know what? Everything here comes with pancakes. So, so even if you pancakes. didn't order it, you're getting pancakes. Like, awesome. And Loved I ate her. them. You ate them. Loved her. She was great. And dad goes, he's like, well, he's, tr- he's trying to do the math. He yeah. can't figure out the math to save his life. Remember, this is someone who's stroking out right now. So they're not going to be thinking clearly. Not thinking clearly. And so what I said was, is just take the first number and double it. So do six bucks. 20%. 20%. 20%, in my opinion, is now the new normal. 15% isn't normal anymore. These people make their fucking living on off tips. of tips. And they make $4 and an hour. And she did good. She deserved 20 if not more. There's times where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and write an extra couple in there. There's like, sometimes I've it. gone 50%. Dude, I, I Especially if the bill's real low. Yeah, I do it all the time. Like, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. That's how people make their money. If it's like $10. And realize 15. that we're not in an expensive restaurant. No. This is a breakfast establishment. 9 to $12. Right. So Great pancakes she's, and waffles. She's got to hustle to get that money. <laughs> Um, it's eight in the morning. So, it's so eight in the morning on Wednesday. So he didn't like the idea that both you and I challenged him as far as the tip amount and saying that six bucks would on a split bill of thirty-two dollars would be appropriate. Right. He didn't want to take that into consideration. So after he had this little meltdown, we now convince him to get out of the table to walk up to the front to pay the bill. Now, even if he didn't mean it this way. Let me tell you way. how fucking condescending this sounds. And let me and let me can I can I tell you can I t- let me tell the audience what this girl looks like. Yeah, for, for sure. Right. Yeah, she's paint the picture. She's wearing an outdoor jacket. She's close to the front doors yeah. of this restaurant. It probably gets a little chilly up there. It's eight in the morning. She doesn't look like a morning person, but she's there doing her job. Yeah, right? she's probably in her early twenties. I'd say maybe she, maybe she may have been high school. She like, might have been she high young. And she's up there, and all and all of her job is this mundane task of doing math for people. And making them pay their bills and avoid from that's people it. dining and dashing. That's it. That's all she does. That's all. That's eight her, in the morning. Her sole job is to do that one very thing. She's sitting up there, and she's even though she looks like she's not entirely happy. As soon as we approached her, she kind of had a little smirk. Yeah, like, she puts I'm going to put on, on the pleasantry of right. being a good employee and being cordial and yeah. How respectable. To yes. So, Dad begins with after he sees this young lady. <laughs> This is probably going to be really confusing for you, <laughs> but we've got to find a way to split this bill. And she looks at Which him. I looked at him and went, what the fuck? And she looked at him like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it was supposed to be more confusing than that is the way she looked at him. Like, wait, you want me to split the bill 30 ways amongst four people? Like, what are you talking about? He goes, I just, I need you to split the bill in half. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm really sorry literally take that amount and split it in half, which I'm sure you've done so many times. And then dad retorts, yeah, we need you to split it down the middle in half 
after Corey just literally reiterated right. the point to her, and then I go, hey, Dad, make sure and remind her that we need to split the bill in half. <laughs> <laughs> he literally, so <laughs> there's breaking social norm, like, number five, right? Like, completely ridiculous. And just when I'm at my peak point of irritation... <laughs> And and we talked about this what last podcast or po- two podcasts ago where yeah. my tolerance level yeah. right the things that I have patience for and tolerance for yeah I'm at my boiling point at this point <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm at the very tippy especially top especially during the holidays man the volcano <laughs> is getting ready to fucking blow yeah and just when I thought we were gonna get out of there just perfectly fine where i said you know what we're gonna get past this split of the bill thing and we're gonna move the fuck on i'll get back to work do my job i won't have to see you filthy animals for another month and then he goes uh he goes uh well which one do you want to do first and then and then and then then, like like it matters and then she's like whoever you know like it's the same bill and and he's like well she's like one's 31 and change and one's 31 and change plus one cent because it wasn't an even right even cented and then dad's like well i'll get that one he got the lowest one right of course one cent cheaper which is cool whatever it's one cent right fucking yeah then you then what happens Corey? (laughs) So what happened after that? And again, let's let's go back to the fact that this bill was it ended up coming out to 30, sorry, it was 31, one was 3120 something. Yeah. And the other one was one was 3128 and one was like 3129 or yeah. something like that. Um after we tried to explain to him what is a reasonable tip to leave a good waitress I see my dad write in the amount of a tip on the receipt at $2.80. <laughs> and I I almost I almost freaked out in front of the entire place. <laughs> there was this weird flash, this vision I had momentarily of me knocking dad's lights out. All oh, you had that just ki- straight Elbow to the fucking face. You had that Kill Bill moment that... Dude, I did. (laughs) I for sure did. Because in my head, I realized how if I were in her shoes, right? I The sheer amount of disrespect and something like that and just dads not having an understanding again of like social norms. If you can't, in my opinion, it's like if you feel like you can't afford to give any more than that, then don't go out. That, that's the bottom line. You just don't don't go into public. Don't eat at a restaurant. If you can't afford it, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, just yeah. don't do it. But besides that, this poor lady is now going to get this receipt and go, what the fuck? Like she's going to go introspect. She's going, what did I do wrong? Yeah. That's what she's going to think because that's how she gets paid. That's her livelihood. She's going to go, what did I do wrong? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Right. And I'm thinking to myself. Well, when's the last time dad's been in public and what kind of tips was he leaving? Has he been doing this his whole life? Because this is the only time I checked. And the reason I looked at it was because we had already had the conversation, right. right? Because both him and I now have the same bill, so our tips should be almost identical. Right. Which, of course, they weren't. So not only did he get the one cent less fucking receipt and put the garbage tip, I now had to write in a tip that more than made up for the one that he wrote. <laughs> so I ended up giving her like $10 because he gave her $2.80 to literally make it what it should have been in totality. Yeah. I literally, Chris, I'm not kidding you. When we walked out, I was like, 
I'm going to trip you on this construction platform and hope you knock your fucking self out. <laughs> and I'm going to leave your lifeless body here and I'm going to go home and work. But instead, like a good son, you walked up to him, you gave him a hug, mm-hmm. said, happy Thanksgiving, dad. And you walked away. That's it. That's what I did. I got in the car and I'm like, dad. I was like, don't feel like you're obligated to take us to breakfast. Yeah, especially when you foot half the bill to me because you fucking went, you like, shrugged your shoulders and, and disgust at a $63 I was like, bill. We could have very easily decided to do breakfast, bought like a carton of eggs, maybe some sausage, and made food for less than $20 for like literally yeah, all of us. For sure. And it would have been just as fine because this actually has nothing to do with the breakfast. I told him this has nothing to do with the breakfast. No, it's just spending time it together. Time. It's Dude, I don't even time. eat breakfast. He's I don't either. the one that said, let's go out to breakfast. Either. I don't eat breakfast either. I haven't eaten breakfast in fucking three years. It fucked up my body the entire day. My yeah, it did me too. I did immediately go to the gym because I was like, what do I do with all this? My metabolism was all off kilter. I never eat breakfast. I would have, I would have rather not eaten breakfast. So he invited us out. I ended up paying for half. He leaves a garbage tip. I have to make up for it. And the whole day, I'm pissed off about the situation. It, put, it made me pissed off the whole day. He ended up texting me later in the day and said, uh, thanks for getting half the bill. And I, I, I bet it was two and a half hours before I replied back to him. And I just said, no problem. That's, I just left it at that. I was just like. You make him sweat a little. <laughs> I, it's just like, I never again. Next, just yeah, never again. No, next time, next time, it's literally going to be like, nah. How about we just like make food? Yeah, that's it. I'll end up buying all that too, I'm sure. Because the last few times he's come over, like when I had him over for like, hey just, son, you gonna make steaks again? Yeah, it's like I'm <laughs> I'm shelling out hundreds of fucking dollars. It's like wait a second, it, it's the whole role reversal of adulthood. Like when I was a child, there is an obligation by your parents to provide three things: shelter, clothing, and food. Right. Those are your obligations as a parent by law, right? Those yeah, are the three yeah, things. Yeah, Those are the minimum yeah. things that you have to that you have to supply your kids. Once I moved out of mom's house and got my big boy job, I didn't I didn't have to rely on that anymore. Like the no. food, shelter, and all that stuff. And mom and dad did amazing things for us while we were younger, and I'm and a hundred percent grateful and appreciative of everything they've done. But I've never had to call on mom and dad for, for anything. And now we've gotten to this point where I was a child, but now dad's childlike. <laughs> I'm finding myself having to now take care of him. <laughs> it's a very strange thing. And he, you know, him and I had a real long conversation. I know people who listen to this, a couple of people have commented and said, we really want your dad on the podcast because it sounds hilarious. I'm telling you right now, get him on the podcast. He's going to be sweating. He's going to be stroking up. Yeah. He's going to be sweating. Because I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going hardball. Dad, are you okay? Half your face is on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be good. I've thought about it. I'm like, do we want to do this? Do we not want to do this? Because there are, there are things that I've wanted to bring up for a long time that are going to make for... Great podcast material. Sure. But literally may kill dad. But I'm starting to feel like it'd be like a therapy session of just pent up frustration. It definitely, yeah, that's exactly what it would be. <laughs> There's things I've maybe, thought about. I maybe like, we oh. need a qualified like fucking therapist on the fucking podcast as well. 
And people may be listening to this and go, this is not a big deal. But if you understood and knew who our dad was, you would understand why this is Hell, like we, so ridiculous. We might even sound like assholes at this point. Yeah, <laughs> but I promise you we're not. Like it's just – it's a series of ridiculous things that happen just over and over and over and over and over again. Like I text Lauren. I text my friends all the time. Like you would not fucking believe what my dad said or did. Like, listen to this shit. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with that? <laughs> and a lot of my friends are friends with my dad, too. It's a weird it's a weird thing. Yeah, like, they know our, him really well. Most of our friends are older. Yeah. So, you know, not only do we have older friends, but uh, they're at our friends are at an age where they also can be very friendly with older people. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you yeah. know, some of them are in their 40s and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you know, and we, we like to have dad a part of stuff. So they're just as much friends with dad yeah, as, as anybody in it. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with them? It's so fucking weird, man. I'm telling you, it's just like, I'm like, is there a worse way for Thanksgiving to start off for me? I was like, there's, there's no way. There's like, it had to be that. It, it, there's no way we could have just went out and had breakfast and been like, well, now, see you later. I got a funny thing from our cousin uh, on Facebook during our aunt's Thanksgiving lunch. He's like, he's laughing at the table. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you laughing at, dude? He's like, he's like, I just got the funniest thing on Facebook. I was like, uh, I'm not even sure I want to know what it is. He's like, oh, I'm going to send it to you. He sends it to me. You know what it is? Mm-mm. And that's on my Facebook messages. It's a naked woman. And uh, it's just a close-up of her vagina, but uh, her labias look like uh, the gobbler on a turkey. Aww. And what's more interesting about the video is that it was uh, overlaid with the noises of a turkey. And uh, some reason in the, the video, the model's getting like a fan blown on her, so her labia's all jiggling and flapping, but... They overlaid a turkey going, <laughs> 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 and it made me bust out laughing immediately. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Do we all want to talk about our completely racist uncle who I don't even call my uncle? We should probably leave that alone, shouldn't we? I feel like I definitely can't make it a clip. I can't definitely. I can't make this conversation no. a promotional clip because my aunt would. Does see he it. listen to the podcast? I sure hope not. If he, he does, does he's fun. about to go on blast. I don't even know how to. We never even know. I, what don't, I wouldn't is. imagine he does, but let's just say he said something that was. Uh, now we say racy things on the show, but keep in mind, it it's is all at, about the it context. Is, it is at no. It is at no ill will yeah, to towards anyone. Any, of course, towards anyone. Of course. Uh, we just like saying it because the rest of the world's so goddamn PC. Yeah, it's like man. yeah. Uh, but yeah, our uh, uncle uh, sitting at a, a chair, and to his right is our cousin Adam. To our cousin Adam's right, it's our. Uh, uh, it's me and Lauren sitting on the couch. You and Lauren and Nikki, right? And then it's uh, Debbie on the longer couch. I'm. Sitting, it's just a, a, a flurry so of cousins, aunts, and uncles, basically. Yeah, and then then our in the living then room. our uncle's wife, who's our our immediate aunt, right? Uh, I don't even call him my uncle because he's not really. Eh, well, yeah, yeah. He's a couple. He's a divorce removed, and <laughs> I, 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 I lay no claim to this guy as far as being a family. Anyways, we're watching. Member. We're watching football, NFL. Of course, they play every every Thanksgiving. Yep, I'm a huge football guy. Three. So. It's three games that day. I think it is. Yep. And uh, 
Uh, one of the teams scores a touchdown, and it was a pretty damn good touchdown. It was. Let me let me just it was, legit. It was Detroit. Say that uh, it was an interception that was given up by the offense, and the offense was so far forward that no one was catching this this oh, corner. He just he read he, the whole play. He read the whole just... play, and he 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 was running back towards the line of scrimmage, snagging the ball out of the air in yeah. a full sprint. It was glorious, and no one was going to catch his ass. It was glorious, <laughs> and he scores the touchdown. One of the things this team does, and I find it kind of comical, but it's an orchestrated celebration. Which they all do now. They Every all do. team does an orchestrated the, celebration. The entire team celebrates a touchdown. In fact, I don't think there's a single a sport where there isn't a celebration after someone scores anything. There right. isn't a single sport that doesn't do that. Right. But our uncle continues to say, man, they need to kick them N-worders. Out, out of the game, out of the game for doing things like that, and yeah. I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, Chris and I look at each other like, what the fuck did he just say? And uh, he's horribly racist, uh, <laughs> and also also prides himself in being a man of God. But uh, there's a there's a little bit of hypocrisy there, obviously. And continues to talk about the and and here's the thing, like I was upset that he said that. Yeah. But then there was the idea of the celebration. I said, well, I'm not going to take it to the racist thing because we're going to have a complete family blowout if this, oh, yeah, if this totally. happens. And I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and just get back at him in this whole celebration thing, which I quite admire NFL celebrations. I think they're funny. And as a matter of fact, scoring, an, scoring a touchdown in the NFL is a difficult thing to do. Sure. It's not like scoring a touchdown happens every single second of the game. Nope. Like there is a cause and a reason for celebration. There's guys that wait entire moments in a game, play after play after play after play to score. And this yeah. was a great reason to celebrate because it was an awesome intersection. It was a great pick six. And so they do their celebration. I quite enjoy that. And his reaction to it, I said, what? And I was like, I, I, was like, I think it's awesome that they do that. I was like, they spend their entire game for these moments. Why wouldn't you celebrate? And then he went back to the days like, well, the days of Jim Brown. I'm like, motherfucker, Jim Brown is damn near dead. <laughs> like, that guy is so goddamn old. I was like, things change. Things evolve. But that's just, that's the kind of person that he is. He's a person that doesn't know how to evolve as a human being. Like, it's just the reality of the situation. And so in that moment, I'm sitting there going, well... And I wanted to argue about the whole Jim Brown thing. Jim Brown is revered as being one of the greatest running backs in the NFL. Totally get it. Understand. Sure. Jim Brown today would get smoked because players evolve. And they are. The game evolves. Yeah. They're stronger. They're faster. Sure. Yes, they are. Like, so you're, you're taking this thought and idea from many, many years ago because he was saying, well, Jim Brown scored a touchdown. He would just bring the ball back to the two-yard line for the kicker. And I'm just like, it's okay. It's because if he celebrated, he'd probably get his ass reamed. He probably would. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself... Who get what? What does that have to do one with anything that you said, and what does that have to do anything with the way two th- or footballs played in 2018? Is that the, the two? There's you cannot make that connection. It had the game has changed. Do, it had nothing to do with the celebration. No, he wanted a reason to say that word. He wanted a reason to say the word. That is what he wanted because the fact of the matter is, is in that celebration we're about. Four or five other white dudes. He could have used any <laughs> other N-word. He could have said, all these Nickelodeons or, you know, just anything other right. than all these knickknacks. These Nickelbacks. <laughs> <laughs> he could have used any word, but he had it, to it was use like, that word. It was like his, it was like, it, it's almost like being a smoker. It's like at some point 
you start getting antsy and you go through withdrawals <laughs> and you need to have that cigarette. Like, he was just like, I, I've, here's my moment of racism. I have to have it. And it was like, that was the opportune time. And it was just, dude, it caught me off guard because I know how he is. Like, I know he's racist. Yeah, I know, I've yeah. already, we've known that forever. Yeah. But the fact that it was like, we're around family, it's Thanksgiving, we're watching around, football. Around family who he probably knows would not appreciate that He's not in good company. <laughs> He's not in good company. No. I was like, this is unreal to me. The fact that this was just, just blurted out at such randomness. I was like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Lauren and I, she actually mentioned something about it when we were, we actually were pulling up in the driveway at her brother's house. And she was like, so what about your uncle? Mike? <laughs> it's like... I was like, I don't know. I, I told her, I was like, if Kale would have been there, I probably would have knocked his face off. Yeah, I told mom the same. I would definitely have I told lost her the it. same because I, I talked to her about it and she she's like, why didn't anybody say anything? I was like, because it would have been a wait. I kind of thought everyone else heard it because it's not like it was quiet. No, it was loud. And uh, I was like, it's not worth fucking no. talking to him about this. And destroying family Thanksgiving because right. of one idiot. Yeah. So, anyways, hopefully. Only a couple of family members listen to this podcast because as a result of this, I may lose one or two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's the fucking reality. And I, I, I'm not going to apologize for it because it was fucking bullshit. But Thanksgiving football kind of leads us into our next segment, huh? Uh, it does. What is our next segment? Uh, well, it's just a audio clip of one of our Oh, yeah, favorite. it does. It does. Yeah. And before we do so, we're actually going to take a quick break. And we'll be back at you with a wonderful review here in the next few moments. So hang tight with us. This episode is brought to you by iHavanas.com. Chris, what do they got? People, they got Bolivars, Cahibas, and Monte Cristos, and tons of other brands. They got the greatest selection of Cuban cigars online. The guaranteed delivery at the lowest prices around. And oh, by the way, you can get them shipped across the world. Just visit iHavanas.com and pick up yours today. All right. All right. Y'all shut up now. Now, last week, we talked about the physiology of the animal brain as it pertains to aggression. Now, is there anyone here that can tell me why most alligators are abnormally aggressive? I know the answer to this question. Raise your hand. Anybody? Anyone? Yes or you, sir? <laughs> Mama said that. Alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth, but no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Your mama said it. Alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anybody else? Hey, yes, user. Alligators are aggressive because of an enlarged medulla oblongata. It's the sector of the brain which controls aggressive behavior. That is correct. The medulla oblongata. But mama said... The medulla Ablangata is where anger, jealousy, and aggression come from. Now, is there anybody here can tell me where happiness comes from? Anyone? All right. Let's hear what Mama has to say on the subject. Mama say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. <laughs> Well, folks, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Mama's right. <laughs> All right. Mama's right. Mama's right. Something wrong with his medulla oblongata. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. So if that's not the hint of a century, the mandula ablongata. I like how he repeats himself, too. That's the best part. <laughs> I can see the whole clip in my head, too. <laughs> um, so, as a little hint, hint, we've got an awesome review coming up. This is actually a cigar that I wanted to review for a pretty long period of time, just because I've had it a few times, and there's a few reasons why I really appreciate the cigar, and it's not just due to... It's not just one thing. It's a, it's a combination of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we are reviewing today... The Asylum 13, Medulla. I want to make just a quick reference to the actual two variations of the cigar. There's the Medulla, and then there's the Amblongata. They are the same cigar, other than the fact that one is box-pressed and one is cylindrical. Those are the only differences. You can actually buy these in boxes of 50. What? Isn't that crazy? Boxes of 50, like 300 bucks a piece. But that's really not expensive when you think about how many you're getting. Yeah. Um, so with that, we can actually start jumping into the review. And yeah, Chris, man. How do we, how do we break man, these down? Man, each cigar review is based on our six-point rating scale and broken down into three main categories. <laughs> Instruction, burn, and taste. We then see if the cigar is worth the price for possible penalty points or penalty points. <laughs> We then finally average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating. That's it. That's how we do it. I went through the motions this of like what you do when you're in theater class. It's like, okay, now give me sad. Okay, now give me happy. <laughs> okay, now give me, ooh, I'm confused. Oh, then give me, oh, I'm anxious. I did that. Yeah, you did. Well, in about 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we are reviewing the Asylum 13. Medulla. Not the Ombragata. Not, not the Ombragata. Although, for all intents and purposes, we could literally be doing the same thing. And the only variation is the shape of the cigar. Um, these are made by, if a lot of people, uh, Christian Aroa, Klee yeah. Company. So yeah. this is manufactured by them. And they have iterations of sub-brands, the Klee yeah. sub-brand, the, the Aroa sub-brand, and then they have the Scion 13 sub-brand. Um, so they've got all kinds. Of, and by the way, their factory is in Honduras, which is very relevant to this. Because, yeah. Chris, what are these cigars comprised of? So it comes to us from the El uh, Aladino factory. Am mm. I pronouncing that right? El, El Aladino. El Aladino? Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. Wrapper, Honduran Corojo. All right. Binder, Honduran Duran. Filler, Honduran Duran. And comes into a size of a Robusto 5x50. And a price point of $7. Seven dollars for Robusto. So why is this weird? Oh, how about because the fucking components are triple Honduran. Honduran. Everything in this cigar is Honduran. Is that a bad thing? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Do I like Honduran tobacco? Yeah. Yeah. Am I gonna like three components made of Honduran? I don't know. Who knows? We're about to find out. Yeah. The Honduran Duran. The Honduran Duran. Uh, so let's get into it. So the first thing that we always break down, as Chris already mentioned, we break down the construction of the cigar. So Chris, what were your thoughts overall? Construction. Pretty good. A little bit softer than I've typically gotten out of a Robusto. I usually like them a little packed tight. And that's how I usually see most Robustos. Not to say that's a negative, but it always is a cause for concern when it potentially could come to the burn. That said, oiliness, great. You know, for a little Honduran... Little Honduran Corojo. Yeah, lighter wrapper that's actually relatively kind of oily. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. And uh had a nice sheen to like it. Like no damage whatsoever. Uh, great. Now, 
maybe it's because it's like wrapped in a sarcophagus of paper. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's much of that wrapper that's actually exposed to the outside air because it's wrapped in paper. Yeah, it's wrapped in like a tissue paper. Like the footer's almost. wrapped in like a thin kind of... That will either say medulla or omelette right. on it. And then it's got the label band on it. Right. But it's a pretty looking cigar, man. It's a yeah. it's kind of the traditional clee look, right? It's the it is cover, very especially the box the whole, press. Right. Let's yeah. cover up the whole cigar with a wrapper. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. Now that may be the reason why it survived uh, shipping and delivery. It's yeah. like an extra layer of you know, like bubble wrap. It's like a condom, honestly. Yeah. It's like yeah. a nice little condom just no right damage. over the tip. Virgin wrapper. Yeah, for sure. So I thought the construction was pretty damn good. Like I said, a little bit soft construction when it comes to the rigidity. Of it, but other than that, like a very nice kind of surprisingly oily wrapper, and uh, no damage whatsoever. So I gave it five point four five on construction, bro. Nice. Um, mine was pretty good. Uh, probably similar to what yours was in terms of like oiliness, um, with being a little bit spongier than what I would hope for. Um, these were pretty new too. I just recently purchased them. So they're not ones that had been sitting in my humidor for an extended period of time. Um, I had a little bit of damage at the cap. Actually, the damage at the cap was the only point exposed, (laughs) the only point exposed. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that was actually after, um, snipping the end of the cap. I just, I had a little, I could just, I could tell even from the get go that I was going to have a little bit of unraveling. The good thing is, is where I kind of peeled off and pulled just to make sure that I didn't have this little flap of a rat or uh, the cap hanging off. Um, it, it didn't really, it didn't do anything in terms of inhibiting the smoking experience, but it is, it was something that was to note. So you didn't over circumcise. No, I, I snip right where it needed to be snapped. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes going I'm past not going for this bloody mess. Sometimes going past the third cap on a scar is not a good idea. Definitely not. That's why they give you three That's to work with. That's why they give you three to work with. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it should it should never um but, and, and I always do I always do a V cut. That's that's my preference because it usually keeps the cap intact. It never goes um, that far either. And I and I just I had a little bit of unraveling on, on one part. Not detrimental again, but just something to note. So I gotcha. What, what about burn? Burn. Okay, man. All right. Uh so first third of it i sent you a photo of it if you remember i do boy that thing ran so bad and at first it was like you know you sometimes predict it right the construction's a little spongy you're like oh boy this could be either inconsistent bunching of the fillers the wrapper's too thin could be a combination of things and it ran immediately and at the, at a certain point it became a game for me because I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> How bad can this run really get before I have to correct this thing? Yeah. So I let it run for a bit. But here's what's crazy. It's kind of like one side was a sprint racer and the other side was an endurance racer, long distance running racer. Gotcha. What happened is sprint racer blew his wad in the first third. But here comes that goddamn endurance racer. That thing corrected itself a third of the way through by itself. I didn't even have to light it. Is this just, are you talking about the story of the tortoise and the hare right now? Pretty much. Okay. Yes, totally. And I'll tell you what, I didn't even have to burn correct it. 
I had the craziest run ever. It just caught up. But it caught up on the one side, and I did not even relight it to like correct that's it. That's interesting. It was crazy. I've never had that happen. I've always had to correct it. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's both a negative yeah, and, and a positive. And, and a miracle at the and same time. And a miracle at the same time. <laughs> but you know, once I got through the first third, it, ba- it burned really consistently. Did the whole test right at the 50% mark, which is where I like to usually do it. I'm outside. It's a little breezy, a little worried at this point. Who knows how bad these runs can get. Sounds like you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> these runs can get bad. Uh, but it, it held up flawlessly. And there were actually, the interesting thing about this cigar, even with as bad as a run as I got in the beginning, that cigar never went out. I went through the burn test, held up strong. Went the full five minutes outside and it's breezy and kind of, you know, like muggy, kind of like cold, damp air. Didn't affect it. Started back up, two puffs, right back at it. Consistent burn all the way down to the little nubbies, to the little edge of the gorilla fingers, is what I like to call them. But, uh, <laughs> dude, and, the, and you know, the burn was, was phenomenal. For what it went through, for the for what it had to go through to get to the finish line, that thing was great. Draw, not as great as I was hoping it would be, but it was a good draw. It was a decent draw. But that hold, man, that cigar, mm-mm, top class. Really? Yeah, top Very class cool. hold. Just burnt like crazy. <laughs> so it did some weird shit. <laughs> it did some weird shit. Uh, the burn for me was um, probably surprisingly the best category of the three um damn near flawless draw hold test was pretty much flawless and actually exceeded the five minute mark um and consistent all the way through no zero runs absolutely zero as a matter of fact i like the idea that we smoke the medulla which is the cylindrical one and not yeah, the yeah. box pressed um I had no, there was no variations, no changes. I, and even with some of the anticipated sponginess of it where, Hey, there could be some light fillers in here. They're going to cause, um, cause a cigar to go out. I had none of that. It burnt. I mean, evenly through the whole way down as intended, exactly what you wanted. I didn't anticipate that the burn category was going to be one of the best scored for me, but it was, and I actually scored it very high in the burn, giving it a 5.65. Total. Damn. Yeah, I gave it 5.35. Like I said, the consistency was a little bit crazy for me. Yeah. But everything else was great. The whole test, flawless. I didn't need, I never had to relight. I never had to bring out my lighter yeah. again on that entire cigar. Yeah. And it was great that I didn't have to do that because I have to do that a lot sometimes, especially out in the elements. Yep. You, you put them to the test. You put them to the test when you're outside, man. You really do. Uh, and like I said, the draw wasn't as, as gr- it wasn't like a huge volume of smoke or anything, but it was a decent, it was yeah, a decent draw. It was, eff- it was effortless. There wasn't any straining. It just didn't produce, you know, huge volumes of smoke, but that, that's, that's, that's a, kind of the atypical of cigars. In my opinion, there's right. just that few that burn like crazy. You're like, Oh my God, the, the, the draw on this thing is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's some that stand out from others, yeah. either in a negative or a positive. Right. So, flavor, huh? Mm-hmm. That old category. The old category. The old girl. The yeah. highest level of importance, some the would say. The highest level, yeah. So, so, a little triple Honduran. Triple Honduran. Could it be good, the fact that it's using all Honduran tobacco? Is it possible? Well, let me tell you what I got. If you've ever had a Honduran cigar with anything else, 
Honduran kind of takes a back seat, in my opinion, when it comes to flavors. But this one, you get the full Honduran experience. Yeah. My friends. Bitter. Meaty. Earthy. Probably bitter and earthy more than meaty. There's a little bit of meatiness in there. Like a good jerky. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, <laughs> there's no doubt if you've had a Honduran as a wrapper or a filler, you're going to be like, oh, this thing tastes like a fucking Honduran. Yeah. And it, it, it held true. It was the, probably the most, I want to say it's probably been the most um, pure Honduran I've ever had. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think that's safe to say. I think that's pretty safe to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, likeness. I liked it. You know, there. this wasn't a cigar that really produced any any real spicy or anything. It was more of just like a mild kind of. Yeah, it's definitely a mild cigar. You know, a little soft on the construction, a little bit bit bittery, earthy. And, it, and you know, the thing is, it was consistent all the way through from that flavor perspective. It didn't really fluctuate. There's no variations. There's zero variations. What, what you get at the beginning is what you get it's at the end. Exactly. Yeah, it's very linear. But it was nice. You know, it, it was it was a kind of a nice mild cigar, not harsh at all. And I think it was probably pretty well balanced. It's one of those things, again, where we have to give it up to the Vitola we smoke. Yeah. Because <laughs> I st- when I believe that there's any th- that there's the potential of it being anything other than this... I start to worry about that. Like if this was in a Toro or or a Toro, they Gordo, do have some larger vitolas of the cigar. Too. I just imagine that would be boring. After I think they're relatively unpopular. I think the robusto is definitely the most popular. I just imagine it'd be boring, don't you think? When you have these possibly type, when you have these types of cigars where it's like it's good. Don't get me wrong, but do you want to be like eating the same thing for like two hours? Probably not. And I'd be a little concerned if this was in any bigger Vitola. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like great. Yeah, just getting more of just, the same. So yeah, it's just like, ugh. Because there, no, there, be, there wouldn't be any variation to it, right? Right. But that said, I think it was a perfect Vitola for it. Only one I've had. <laughs> but, yeah. But I'd have to imagine it's the best. So, I, you know, when it comes to the balance, lightness, which I did really, I did like it. And the distinction of the Honduran really comes out in this because it's that triple Honduran Duran. Um, Great, I thought it was. I thought the, I thought the flavor was pretty great. It was a good change up than what I've you know typically smoked. Right. What do you yeah. think, bro? I agree with you as far as the change up, which I've been desperate to get as of recent because they're just you get those prototypical. I mean, we smoke a lot of boutique blends. And yeah, it almost seems that ninety percent of them are coming out of Nicaragua, so they all have subtle variations, but you still they're still kind of derived yeah. in the same patterns. Um, this was one that was like a complete change up for us. And the fact that it is Honduran, 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 which is <laughs> really weird to say and repeat over and over yes, again. Yes, it is. Um, I didn't know what to expect when I first smoked this cigar. Now, I will be honest with you in saying that this is not the first one that I've had. I've actually had like three or four. I've had the Umbongata. Which is the same thing, essentially, just unboxed. Yes. Um. That being said, I like the fact that this is so vastly different than everything else that sits in my humidor currently. Like, it's completely... Like, this motherfucker is in a jail cell by itself. <laughs> All the other cigars are in gin pop. This motherfucker is sitting in solitary confinement. <laughs> Untainted which, by all the rest of them. Which I appreciate. Um, I thought... When I was going through the components, I'm like, for the first time I smoked, I was like, there's no way this is going to be good. Like, this is, it seems overwhelmingly one way. 
And although it is a very linear flavor, I very much enjoy it. I think I enjoy it because I like the subtle bitterness and sweet. Like I like yeah. that savory type flavor, yeah, yeah. which is definitely derived in this cigar. Like Chris said, there's no roller coaster. We were talking about the um, the Hiram and Solomon cigar, yeah. the Fellow Craft, where it's like there's a roller coaster of flavors that kind of hit you at certain points in the yep. cigar, right? There's change ups. There's it, it's it's constantly reinventing itself over and over again. This is not that cigar. Yeah, nope. This is a very one dimensional cigar, but in the dimension that you get, it's really good. This is like a pitcher that's pitching. Like the 84, 85 mile an hour fastballs every throw. Right. This is almost <laughs> like a cigar that if you took a chance, you're taking a chance on a cigar like this, in my opinion, because because of what the it's either going to be good or it's going to be really bad. Yeah. There's no in between because with some of those cigars that you get some different changes with where the aspect of the cigar changes, the dynamics of the cigar change. You may not appreciate one point, but then it gets to another point. You're like, Oh damn, that's it really redeems good. Itself, it kind of, it can redeem itself. The other cigar. This is not that cigar. If you don't like it up front, you ain't going to like, like it, it for the rest exactly. of it. <laughs> you will not like it at the end. If you don't like it at the front, you ain't going to like it at the end. I think this is a true love. hate cigar for me. I love it. I absolutely love the cigar. I fell in love with the flavor of the cigar. The first time I had it, I was super stoked to get it again. Because it is exactly what I like from a flavor perspective. Yeah. Now, I like everything. But this just had that, it has that thing for me where I'm like, oh, fuck. I <laughs> keep smoking this cigar over and over and over and over. Yeah. And that's, that's more personal preference. That's a bias that I have. I could totally see a whole fucking group of people that go, that's shit. Like, that's that's not my thing. That's garbage. And, it, again, it goes back to that flavor preference because, yeah. it, again, it is so linear. But for people who like that, who like the same things that I enjoy about it, like, you will love this cigar. It's And, to, in my opinion, it's a very love-hate. You either love it or you hate it. I, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. But, overall, so in the category of flavor, I scored it a 5.61. Nice. I yeah. get a 5.3. Okay, vastly different for me. So, so, <laughs> so in that, yeah. So, regardless of, and we'll get to the total outcome of the score. What did you think as far as the price paid? This is not an expensive cigar. No, seven dollars. Yeah, it's it's definitely on the lower end. And as a matter of fact, that's like seven dollars MSRP. I've seen these actually go for about six bucks in other places. So there's times which you can be less expensive. So. And if you can hear that leaf blower in the background hey. <laughs> as a neighbor. <laughs> um, so right around the $7 mark. So what do you think in terms of value for what you get? What do you think about where that lands? Uh, 100% worth it. Um, it's one of the, like, it's, it, like it's, it's so vastly different what Corey said. It's so vastly different than anything else. And it's one of those cigars that are easily accessible they're at a good price point. Could fill up, half, you know, part of your humidor with a, you know, a few of these or half a dozen of these. I mean, it's totally worth seven dollars. Like, there's, there's no getting around it. Like, it'll be, it'll be like one of those things where one day you'll smoke this fucking bold ass fucking Nicaraguan spicy cigar, and the next day you're gonna be like, I need something a little bit more yeah. tame. More, and you're gonna. This is one to go. This to. is one of those ones you'd go to. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I agree with that. Um, because I liked it so much, I think it's definitely worth the price paid. And as a matter of fact, I'd pay more for it. So nice. I actually gave it a pricing bonus. 
I think honestly, if you really like a cigar like this, and I mean, the Christian Aurora line, they they bring out so much stuff. Like in all three yeah, sub brands, yeah, there's tons of cigars that you can get, and I've had a lot of them, and most of them I really enjoy. This is probably my favorite out of all of them. Out of the Clee lines, I feel like. I like the, these better than the Klee's. I think they're fucking great. I just, I did, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but I think they just knocked it out of the park with this cigar, and I really enjoy it. So for a $7 price point, I think it's completely worth it. As a matter of fact, I do believe it's worth more than that. I would, wouldn't mind paying up to $9 yeah. for this cigar. Damn. Bonus! Yeah, yeah definitely bonus. Um, also, one of the things that I was really thinking about in this cigar in terms of, like, being a true premium tobacco cigar, this is a good, this is a good next level for cigar for someone who's maybe in like still kind of hovering in that infusion category that's smoking some, you know, maybe some acids, maybe like yeah, some, some more mild cigars. I think this may be one that's a good graduation cigar to kind of get more into that boutique premium blend of you know lineup yeah just because it is milder and it is tame and it is linear like it's not gonna blow your face off it's not high in nicotine it's no, not, not like a Roma craft that's gonna cause you to fucking shit your pants if you smoke yeah, two puffs definitely not so i think it's a good graduation cigar for people so from an occasion perspective i think it's pretty much out there for anything really especially at the price point i mean yeah. this is one where i think if you really enjoy cigars like this that have that bitter, tangy, also kind of that balance of smooth, creamy, um, this is a great humidor filler for seven bucks a piece, man. Just yeah. stock up on them. It's like it's, you know, there's like two types of after dinner like smokes. One is a bold one, depending on the meal. Like I like a heavy cigar maybe after a meal with a stiff drink. I feel like a man. Uh, the other one is sometimes I want a dessert cigar. Yeah. This could be a totally good dessert cigar. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Like a really good one. Seemed like it'd actually be a good morning cigar too. Yeah, I could see that too. Just like a cup of coffee yeah. and this cigar. Because it's not it's not overwhelming at no, all. No, not at all. It's so mild. Yeah. It's very tame. And that's I think that's I I don't know if I just appreciate the cigar more because of other things I've smoked as of recently. Yeah. Or if it really just is that good. Like I kinda wanna explore a little bit more and just get more of them and smoke them at different times. Like you said, maybe try something more heavy and then try that cigar or vice versa. Try it with, you know, at the beginning of the day with a cup of coffee, maybe at the end of the day with a glass of wine. Like just kind of want to explore it a little bit more just to see if what I've derived from a flavor perspective will remain in different conditions of, sure. of smoking. Sure. So what did you end up giving your points? Should I do mine first? Because I feel like you need you need to go last. <laughs> Why do I need to go last? Because I feel like mine's lower than yours. Uh, well, it's of course going to be lower than mine. I mean, anybody could derive that from the conversation so Listen. far. But let's, let, let's begin with you. So what was your total? All right, people. You heard everything I said. I really did like the cigar. Right. right. There was one contributing factor that ruined it. If it didn't look like a vampire steak... For the first <laughs> half of it, I would have given it even a higher score rating. In fact, I might have even considered giving it a possible bonus points on the price. Right. That's but fair. I didn't. That's fair. Even with that said, even with its redeeming qualities of correcting itself so vastly far from feeling like it would ever come back. I feel like you should give a bonus just for miracle. <laughs> for miracle points. <laughs> miracle points. Um, thankfully, you know, but we, we typically expect to not have to relight a cigar so thankfully that didn't affect that particular part of the burn anyways 
5.37 and 89.4%. Okay, that's I think that's fair. I mean, for your experience, yeah. I think that's a very fair score. Um, mine total came out to a 5.61. That's including the pricing bonus. Wowza. Those two scores combined average out to a 5.49, right at a 5.5, which comes out to a 91.5. 91.5. Very healthy score. You've heard it. In my opinion, very healthy score for this cigar. Yeah. Again, I think it truly is one of those love-hate things, too. You know, as far as what your flavor preference is, I think if this hits that mark that, like, really gets your, like, this tickles your tongue, yeah. you're going to yeah. love it. If it doesn't, you're just not going to like it. You probably smoke it one time. You're like, yeah, no, I'm good. Never again. Yeah. Um, there was, uh, so one of the one of the folks that uh, listens to the podcast actually commented um, I think I, I don't know. I posted a picture of it. Um, is actually Shane who, uh, uh, contributes a lot in the way of interaction on the Facebook page, yeah. the Facebook group. And he said the same, he shared similar sentiments to the cigar that I did, meaning that we both thought that this cigar was probably the most underrated, one of the most underrated cigars currently. So he shared something similar I did as far as. He really enjoyed that cigar and was just like, how is this not more out there? Um, which is why I was intrigued to do the review on the cigar because I know I fell in love with it and like fellow bitterness people, people who, which by the way, there's like a whole, um, there's a whole mental thing. Like there's a whole psychology to like flavors that you love. Like people who love the bitterness of coffee are supposed to be like fucking crazy psychopaths psychopaths basically that's me uh sociopaths (laughs) so like so like this cigar is like one of those kind of sits in that sweet spot i know again wearing a shirt of yourself is (laughs) the most egotistical thing on earth um i think there's something to be said for that i think there's gonna be a whole group of people out there who would love this cigar i think there's gonna be a whole another massive group of people that go i don't get it that may be it just it's just a polarizing cigar i feel like there's probably if if people tried it there'd be more people that enjoy it than not yeah, I think it's just surprising. I think, yeah. I think people may be, if you actually research a cigar and you look at it and you go, everything's Honduran? I don't want that. I think people turn away in the fact that it's all Honduran. I think that if you knew what the components were going into it, you're, you're probably, likely not going to pick it up. You're probably thinking it's a boring cigar. Right. Like You're not going to pick it up and go, okay, I really want to explore this. I'm glad that I did, and I love it. I'm actually I gotta, I'm going to get more of them. If that's you, then get away from fucking Fuentes. Yeah, jokers. Um. Yeah, there it is, man. It's a great you cigar. It. it is a really great cigar. It's out there. If you want to get it, they're like Chris said. They're readily available. They're not hard to get to their your they're hands on. They're in all kinds of shops. They're in shops. I mean, I I don't think I've walked in. I've seen them in small shops. I've seen them in big shops. Yeah, I see them everywhere. There's a lot of people who really like the Asylum Thirteen line too, which is weird. Um, because it's kind of one of those. I don't want to say it's like goofy. It's not gimmicky. It's just like. It's like it has like a weird subculture to it. I don't know. It's strange. Like there's like this like weird group of people who like it. Or kind of, yeah, a little bit. It's like asylum. Take really? it, take it serious though. It's pretty good. I mean, this this cigar particular. I mean, they have other they have other cigars in their lineup, but man, this one in particular, I I I really enjoy a lot. Listen, you gotta try the asylums, man, because they're crazy. 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 <laughs> Uh, all right, sweet dude. What do we have in the way of questions? I think we had some lingering, and then we I've had got... some lingering, man. So you know, we just got out of this. We we listen. We had to record two shows in one week. We had uh, we recorded the uh, the Lamission, and then we recorded with our 
now my my cult daddy, um, <laughs> Fuad Kashaudi from here and solve an interview. Yeah. So we had some backfiller questions, man. Yeah. So let's get to them. But thanks for for joining us here today. You too, Corey. Thanks for joining us. No, I don't have a choice. <laughs> That's fair. All right. This first one comes out to us from Philip Williams, a longtime listener and lover of me and Corey. <laughs> Wait, that came out wrong. That came out oh, wrong. boy. Oh, boy. Labels. Bands. Oh, yeah. Why are they even necessary? Now <clears throat> many rappers get torn taking those suckers off. Maybe you can start giving the cigars you review a band rating. Mm. Was it pretty? Was it fugly? Was one even necessary? Did it rip the rapper? Obviously, I'm not a fan of them. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of actually a good question. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier because I was smoking this in Bombay cigar, which I've wanted to try forever. <laughs> yeah. The band that they put on their cigar, which by the way, this is a four and a half by fifty that I smoked. Yeah. Covers eighty percent of the cigar. Yes. The first one, and then when you take that one off, there's another one under there, oh, and I'm like, what bastards. the fuck? Uh, so it's a little annoying. There's an aesthetic to it. Obviously there's a long history of like having the bands, the band helps represent, I mean, the artwork of the band can represent certain the things. Brand. And of course the brand itself, the name yeah, and yeah. then the actual name of the cigar, right? Who's the manufacturer is a cigar. Um, sometimes where the fact, what factory was made is going to be inscribed on that band too. So I think there's just, it's go, it goes back to a whole, I mean, this is what's been going on for many, many years. Now, I've smoked cigars that don't, I had a warp cigar a couple of weeks ago that didn't have a band on it. I actually quite enjoy that. Crown Heads make some cigars that don't have traditional bands, but just have a band at the foot. Um, everything that's in their state lineups all have, whether it be the Yellow Rose, the Tennessee Waltz, or the Buckeye Land, all just have a little ribbon a ribbon at the bottom, which is very easy to take off. They're actually taped on. They're not glued on. So you can slide them right off. So there are some cigars out there that are bandless or labelless. Um, to me, it doesn't really make it. I, I kind of actually enjoy a lot of times um, just getting an understanding of what's represented on the band from an artwork perspective. I like that. Like the Andalusian Bull is one of my favorites. Yeah. There's a story that's behind it, and then it's represented visually on the cigar. So I, I enjoy that. But I do agree with Philip that it is very fucking unnerving when it actually damages the wrapper. One company who I love the most does a shitty job. Infuriates me with bands, and that's Romacraft because they put that little sub band under there the little white it's one paper. it's thin ass fucking paper that i can't ever easy. fucking get off and drives me nuts you have to rip it off it's really it drives me nuts every single time because i'm not smoking through the fucking thing like weirdos um <laughs> so it's just like th- those kinds of even though they look great i love the aesthetics of their bands like that kind of stuff drives me nuts um big giant gaudy labels drive me nuts things that are like metallic i don't like i don't like big fucking crazy metallic ones i don't like anything that's just too large that covers up too much surface area something that is sleek simple in design small those are fine um but the the big gaudy ones it's like i mean i i get it it's like gurkha does that you know there there's our metallic and giant and gaudy and it's just it's annoying but hands down it's a necessary part of the marketing having the label yeah Knowing that it is a necessary thing to have to distinguish yourself from only about huh, 
you know, 10 different color type wrapper color types and maybe the common 10 to 20 different Vitolas that yeah. you can get. It's a necessary step. The only thing I ask of any manufacturer that puts these sometimes very gorgeous labels on there, make it easy for me to take it off. Yeah. That's the only thing I ask. Whether it yeah, slides down the wrapper, it's just loose enough that I can slide it down the wrapper, off the footer or the, or the head, or I can easily peel the glue away from it and just keep it intact. Yeah, at the expense of damaging the wrappers gets right. really annoying. It gets really annoying. It's, it's a very frustrating thing to have to deal I've with. I've taken chunks out of wrappers on thin wrappers. It is not fun because it fucks yeah. up the burn. Yeah. It's actually a really good question. That was a great question, Philip. That was such a God, that was such a deep question. Yeah, very methodical. Yeah. Okay. Insightful. Uh Philip Williams also goes. <laughs> uh with the uh what's it what's his name? Um Hello Joe Rogan. Uh what's his name? Comedian? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Uh with his crack f- f- photo gif. Yeah. Goes uh where can I order some of those Buckeye lands? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's, there's shops, there's definitely shops in Ohio willing to ship them. I've said this before on the podcast. I think the link still exists on Crownhead's site as far as which shops in Ohio receive them. I'd say your best bet is probably contacting those shops or just doing a little research online. I know people have gotten boxes in other states where they've been willing to ship them. They'll yep. ship you a box. Um, so you can get them. You're going to buy them in a box. You're not going to buy them in five packs. You're not going to buy them in singles likely. Um, but they are out there. You can get your hands on them. Um, they're definitely worth getting your hands on. Yes. They uh, are. I've already smoked my box. I said, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got a box of 20. I think I've gone through five of them and I really enjoy that cigar a lot. Yeah, it's great. The more I smoke it, the more I like it, which is really cool because a lot of times I get tired of something the more I smoke it. But that cigar, I'm like, the more I smoke it, I'm like, God damn, this is really good. Fuck. Um, they're out there. You just, you're going to have to do a little research and call around. Cause I don't know the specifics on the shops yeah, who are I, willing to ship. I had to hide my addiction because if I post it every time I smoked the Buckeye Lane, everybody be like, what the fuck dude? Yeah. They're great. But yeah, I'm, I'm already through my box. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's like 40 different Ohio stores that carry this cigar. Yeah. There's a, there's a so giant list of them. You should be able to get your hands on. some. I would honestly say there's a few tender box, um, there's one in Dublin, Ohio, and there's another one at Easton in Columbus. They're both yeah. close to Columbus. I think both of them are carrying it, and they are, they're not – tender boxes are like a franchise company, yeah. so they probably have a means and method to ship. So I would try one of those two first before yeah. you try anywhere else. <laughs> I have two more, but I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this name. I can see it already. Uh, Tegu, Tegu Mullen says – have you ever used crystal kitty litter for humidity rather than beads or boveda? Uh, no. Wait, Brian J. Stessel does, though. What? Huh. Kitty litter? Hmm. Never thought about that. No, man. What if your cat jumps in there? <laughs> and then takes a big old shit on your cigars? I've never even thought about it. I haven't either. Oh, the innovation. <laughs> I don't know what that does for the, in terms of fragrance, though. So Yeah, like, what is like it? do you have to get non-scented yeah. kitty litter? Yeah, I don't know. Or is kitty litter just some, like, 
you know, play on words that I'm not picking up on. No, I think it's, I, I mean, mean, it sounds pretty literal. It came from Tegu Mullen, so I don't, I'm mm. just going to keep I'm trying sure his first name Teague. until t- maybe Tigue. T- t- <laughs> oh, yeah. So he does tattoos up in Fort Wayne. Does he? Yeah. Tigue? Yeah, he's fairly new to the faction. Oh, okay. Yeah, ask questions all the time. Well, Tigue. Awesome. T- <laughs> oh, that. first of all, uh, if you could, yeah? because Chris is notorious for butchering names, making up words. Phonetically spell it out for me. Yeah. If you could phonetically spell it out in the Facebook group when you hear this, please do so so we know how to, how we. Yeah, I don't like messing it. up people's names, but it's unfortunate. I mean, right now it's reading Tegu, and I'm thinking you're a big giant lizard. <laughs> <laughs> So Tegu, the arch nemesis of Godzilla. <laughs> so let me know how I, how I can say it so I can say it uh, right next time. I promise I'll get it right. Uh, last one comes out to us from Vic Evans. Tips, tricks for your cigars would be cool. I talk about some on my YouTube channel. Uh, we've talked about doing another 101 or what we're kind of considering like Cigar Academy type shit. But definitely, there's always things that we learn every freaking year. Yeah, there's stuff we learn all the time. In addition to that, we'll likely do more of those types of things um, outside of the podcast and in video form. Yeah. So I think we brought up a few times that we have a YouTube channel. I'm actually in the process of loading content now. So we're looking to load the podcast. So we're lo- I'm loading the podcast, but I'm actually... I'm a little bit trepid. I keep going back and forth whether or not I actually want to release them because an hour and 15 minutes of content on YouTube just seems it's too a, much. a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so I've loaded them just to make sure that video loads and everything loads fine. Um, but we'll probably keep certain things in podcast form. And then there's things that we're going to do more in video form. Um, so that is probably something that we'll likely end up doing in video form just because from podcasting content, we really like having podcast interviews. And we like really doing uh, comprehensive breakdowns on reviews. It doesn't leave a lot of time. Like we already have lined up so many different things that can literally take us how many, I mean, if you think about there's 52 weeks Through in a year. February. Yeah. I mean, we got stuff that'll go out for months and, and we've got to, we got to be cognizant of the fact that we have all this material that we've got to make sure that we're broadcasting out. Some things I think are better suited for video breakdowns and some things are better suited for podcasts and we're, we're just going to have to make that separation. So if we do yeah. one-on-one type stuff or tips and tricks or things that we like and have explored and learned, we can divulge that information in video form. That way you're digesting five to 10 minutes of information as opposed to having to wait an hour. Absolutely. Corey. So, nailed it. Thanks for joining me on Give Me One Hot Minute. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you faction members for submitting your questions and shout outs. Uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I actually turned the table in the faction group and the cheap plug. Um, you can visit our Facebook faction group. It's the uh, hot ticket cigar faction on Facebook. Um, you can certainly join us. We always either ask questions and we ask four questions or we ask questions. So um, I asked a question last week. What's your favorite cigar and why? It's a very broad general question, but we got a shit ton of feedback, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm looking to actually uh, rattle those off either in podcast or dare I say maybe our first full video. I think it'd be really cool to do a video and then actually have your and I's reaction as we're reading and answering questions. Oh, I think yeah. that would be kind of fun. So like maybe, you're fucking crazy or yeah, like just an opportunity for us to be more interactive visually as opposed to just reading yeah. stuff off on the podcast so that may be one that we uh we end up doing video form which i think would be really fun so cheap plug again for the facebook faction group Join and now. 
if things happen according to plan, we will have a very new uh, episode, a very new way, or new... Um, uh, use your words. Use, use sound your it out. words. <laughs> uh, we will have a new type of episode to offer our listeners outside of the typical cigar reviews and interviews. We've got maybe a potentially new one. Do we? Oh. December. Do we? Do we? Oh, shit. It might be really sweet. Yeah, we got some it's cool stuff be a coming new, up. New type of content for the show. Yeah. It's, uh, you guys will love it. I'll put it that way. You'll enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So, Chris, how can they get a hold of you? You can find me on Instagram at Big6Chris. Uh, Post some black and white photography. Having my sexual orientation in question. And uh, blocking people. <laughs> yeah. That's unfortunate, but it, a necessary step to uh, progression. Sure. For my own well-being. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash the hot ticket cigar faction. I'm the creepy guy standing in the back of the corner of the room. No one's talking to me. I'm not talking to anybody else. But I'm there. If you pay attention, you'll see me. Yeah, you're like the fucking ex-military guy with PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Weirdo. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on the hot ticket pod on Instagram. Also, the Facebook faction group. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher, CastBox. We're going to end up being on, hopefully, and we may end up, just newsflash for you, everybody. I'm going to preface this now, and I'm about 80, I'm about 75% sure we're going to migrate away from our current um, podcast platform site into another one, what that means for the listeners, and we'll make sure that we do our due diligence as far as redirecting you where to go from an RS- RSS feed perspective. Some things are kind of automated, but there are some, once I turn one off and the other one's fully turned on, yeah. it's, it's going to change a little bit. So, um, But that'll allow us, we'll have uh, availability for Google Play. I'm exploring Spotify now. There's a couple other platforms that I'm exploring putting the podcast Spotify's on. Spotify's a bitch to get on because they want you to have like <laughs> it's just easier an absorbent now. amount of subscribers. It's easier now. Okay. They're opening it up to more. Uh, it was, that's why I'm looking into it. Because it was crazy before. Yeah, before you had to like millions you had to of be, people. You had to be a Joe Rogan. Yeah, you had to be like the top people. But yeah. they're, they're opening it up across the board, it seems like. So we're going to broadcast out there more. Um, if or when I decide to change platforms, obviously let everybody know and give you guys directions on what to do. It'll be very seamless for you. So it's not like we're asking you to do anything crazy. It'll still be the same iTunes directory that's not going to change it's literally just going to be the feed itself is going to have a redirect on it and I'll explain what that means if we go down that process so still kind of in the middle of getting that all figured out so anyway um, you can pretty much find us everywhere and um, we'll have video coming up here shortly as well which we've said Um, we have some other cool stuff coming up testing lighting right now we're testing lighting we're doing all kinds of crazy shit Um, in addition to that there may be an episode we miss coming up because Chris and I do have plans to leave the country for a specific tobacco-related event. Um, so broadcasting an episode that week is likely not going to happen, so there may be a lapse. Um, but but we, there will be episodes of it. Of it, of what we are going to be doing. So there will be some delicious, fun content afterwards. Maybe me, like, buying drugs in an alleyway. I sure hope not. Because you go to prison for life. Yeah. Or die. They give no shits down there. 
Um, All right. Well, that concludes episode 76. And everybody, thank you for listening. We'll be back at you next week. Bye. See ya.